Get ready, we're turning it up. Get ready, get ready, we're turning it up. What is going on, my champs? How are we doing tonight, man? It is Justin, it is Derek, and we are the Pigskin Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. You can find both of us on Twitter. You can find myself at pigskin underscore Jay Gonzo and Derek at pigskin underscore D Rock. Derek, how are we doing tonight, man? Fired up. I'm, Bro, we get football tomorrow, I'm dude. Fired up. There's football tomorrow. Uh, Let's ten- go. Yes, there's football this week. Super excited, man! It's like Christmas, man. It I is. Just, it is August, and man. And listen, and the show we got tonight is absolutely important, super important for your drafts. So I'm really excited to get some. Yeah, man. We are. We are getting the thick of it, man. Getting into the thick of it. I love it. Hyped. It's August. The start of the season is right around the corner. If all of these damn training camp injuries could stop, that would be you great. Gotta, you got to sift through all <laughs> the, the optimism. Everybody just, Coach need, speak. everybody just needs bubble wrap. Yeah, just get everybody please. some bubble wrap out there because... We'll talk about a specific player <laughs> who needs bubble wrap in a minute. Uh, today, Tonight's show, like we talked about, is all the title of the show, Early Season Streamers. Okay. So we're talking early season streaming candidates. Before we get into it, I just want to remind you guys, don't be a chump. Follow the champs on Twitter at Pigskin Champs and on Facebook at Pigskin Champs Pod. Want to talk some news, Justin? Let's do it. Hey, what happened? Um, just a quick reminder, everyone looks good so far, right? Except a couple. Except everybody getting hurt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they they we, don't. Except the Giants. The Giants don't look good. Yeah. So the first two <laughs> things we're going to talk about are just one of those things like everyone looks good, you know, right now. I mean, padded practices have barely started, right? We're, we're still not in the thick of it yet. First yeah, thing we're talking about. I found something that Daniel Jones looks good at. What? The bottom of the pile. <laughs> <laughs> That's That was insane. <laughs> I, I mean, we really don't have to dwell too much on that one, but I mean, the fight at Giants practice. Joe Judge lost his mind. Yes, he did. Absolutely lost his mind. Yes, and, it and, you did. You know, rightfully, he's trying to establish a culture there, man. But everyone was swinging. You got the court, the, the franchise quarterback on the bottom of the pile, man. That, yeah, that was. That's a tough. That's tough to see. That was rough. But, all right. So first thing on the agenda tonight: Raiders right, uh, wide receiver Brian Edwards is quote catching everything at camp. This is per beat writers. John Gruden actually compared him to. Terrell Owens and Randy Moss in an interview this week. What? Yeah. Okay. That's that's real life. That actually that's, happened. John Gruden compared him to Terrell Owens. That's that's really big talk for somebody that you have not even tried to utilize in your on yeah. your squad. I think he dealt with some injuries last year. Yeah, I know he dealt he with was some getting injuries, hyped, but still, he was getting hyped man, up a lot like, last season. I don't know. They got Henry what? Like, any interest maybe in Brian Edwards as a late round? Will maybe, take a dart may, throw on him? Maybe in a deeper league. I To me, I, I still think Brian Edwards is going to be there on waivers come week one. You know, like if yeah. 
I, it, he's not to, I mean, if you want to take your shot on him in the last, with your last pick, nobody's going to fault you for it. It's your last pick. You're taking a dart throw. If that's a guy that you believe in and you're high on, go ahead and do it. I took him with my last pick last year and you know, it was obviously I, I, I had some type of hope. I was, you know, it was two rookies coming out. You know, I, it was Rugs or, or Brian Edwards. That was, that's all it was. Maybe and they just get a, a second year's, you know, step, and they're actually pretty good for let, fantasy. I mean, we'll see. I, I, I don't know. I kind of, for me, the Raider wide receiver that I kind of want right now is John Brown. I know he, he's had some health issues as well, but at least he's proven it on the NFL field. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know, man. Right now, the I think that Brian Edwards is still going to be on your waivers if he does end up shining. But you don't even know if there's going to be any target volume to go around in this offense, you know. So let's see what happens. All right, Dolphins rookie wide receiver Jalen Waddle, yes sir, apparently shining at camp. A lot of these, a lot of these reports are coming with video, and you know, I'll just kind of go back to the Raiders thing. Brian Edwards does look good, man. He is yeah. making a lot of contested catches. I'm just going to leave it at that, just to throw that, that last I mean, one I, I do hope he shines. And, but like I said, he might be one of those waiver wire ads that yeah. we're talking about first couple weeks. We'll see. Uh, Jalen Wall, the same thing. You know, film, a lot, a lot of these videos are surfacing from Dolphins practice. He's he's wide open. Dude's fast. Jalen Waddle is a beast. Dude is he's fast. Gonna be, he's going to be fun to watch. And kind of why... I went out with a little hot take last week and, and said he'd be a top twenty five. You did. You did say that. So let's see, man. I think he's gonna I think he's got a lot of hype. And right now that Dolphins wide receiver core is already taking a hit with injuries. So mm. let's see let's see what happens, man. I, I really do believe in Jalen Waddle. Joe Burrow. The Joe Burrow led Bengals offense is struggling in camp. I saw some stuff today about the Bengals off or defensive line is easily winning every snap against the offensive line. Good thing they took an offensive lineman with the first pick they had this oh, year. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. No, Whoops. <laughs> nope, they did not. So That's right. They got the, them the same. The same quote was talking about how every single pass from Joe Burrow has either been tipped, deflected, incomplete, or intercepted. Like, they are struggling hard. And I... Man, I might start. If I might start not, thinking about these Bengals players. If they can't protect Joe Burrow, if it's really that bad, if they're not oof. careful, he might have another matching scar. And I'm not trying to be, you know, I'm not trying to joke around about an injury or not. Yeah. But like, this is serious. Like, yeah. if you're not protecting this young quarterback, his career might be over before, before gets, we yeah. know it. Yeah. Like, he is a very talented guy. That's but something I'm going to be watching. That scar is nasty, and like yeah. showing that around every day at practice would remind me as a head coach, like, hey, maybe we should do a better job so he doesn't get a matching one. Like, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? Like, that is, that's serious, man. It really is. I'll be watching the Bengals' offensive line in tra- uh, preseason Pre-season, Absolutely. I want to see that starting group together, and I want to see them having success because if they can't, oof. Yeah. And a lot of these times, these, you can these, have all the studs in the world on the outside. A lot of these times, you know, these offenses are going against in practice, they're going against, like, the backup defense. Like, they're not always going ones versus ones. If they're struggling against the twos, yeah. I mean, the Bengals' ones are most teams' twos and threes. Yeah, so absolutely. let's not get it twisted. Like, they're still not great, but if they are dominating this offensive line, what's going to happen when they play Pittsburgh twice this year? Yeah. What's going to play the T.J. Browns? T.J. Watt 
is going to have their a division is day. loaded, loaded with yep. defensive line talent like the Browns, the oh, Ravens, man, the, the Browns. Steelers. Those are six games this year. I might be, dude. I might be fading Bengals players as a whole. Yeah, that's that's gonna be rough, man. We got to keep an eye out on that for sure. If for that sure. offensive line's not getting it together and Joe Burrow can't stay up, it, it's gonna be a very long season. It for doesn't them. matter how many pass catchers they have. And this is the argument that I made in in before the NFL draft, right around when this podcast was starting up. Even the draft reaction, our very first episode, I was like, "Why didn't they take a tackle?" In the first round, like oh, I, don't, I don't understand. I still don't understand it. Yeah, it, it's it's nice to have all these weapons, but if Joe Burrow he can't throw touchdowns from his back, yeah, the play's technically over. That is kind of called a sack. Yes, <laughs> it's either that or he's being carted off. You know, yeah. it just it sucks to see. It sucks to see the Bears QB one Andy Dalton still on track to start Week One. Yeah, I mean we saw that coming. Yeah. I think that That's he's per beat riders as well. Yeah, I, I think he's gonna start the first couple weeks. Uh if he ends up coming out struggling, which I predict that he will. We saw Andy Dalton last year. Like mm-hmm. I you can say whatever you want, man. The talent at the wide receiver core in Dallas is a lot better than it is the thing in that, Chicago. The thing that and helps I, Chicago is that they have a a, a soft schedule in the, in the beginning. Yeah, and they, and they might have a little bit better of an offensive line than what Andy Dalton had to play with or whatever, but, like, it, come on. Like, Andy Dalton's not the answer. I think he's just there to, you know, cap the bridge for now, and we're going to see Justin Fields, I think, sooner rather than later. Yeah. Uh, definitely maybe after this first quarter of the season passes on. I hope so because I love Justin Fields. Dude, have you seen some of those passes coming out of training camp? Yeah. He's making some nice passes, man. Yeah. And it was hilarious because his first, I think one of his first snaps he came in just to hand the ball off to the running back, and the fans went crazy after he hand, hand the ball <laughs> off. They're like, yeah, let's go, Justin. They're so excited. <laughs> like, they, the Bears need to stop messing around. Like the, yep. the Bears fans have been longing for a quarterback. Just give them what they want. Yep. Maybe right. they'll get a 4,000-yard passer. Maybe. All right, so Steelers rookie running back Najee Harris. This is a quote from Mike Tomlin, head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Najee could play all four preseason games. Until he takes the opening snap to the house tomorrow night. <laughs> I mean, we'll see about that. I don't I don't really know if that's really going to happen. But, uh, man, that's it's not good. You know, Tomlin was talking about in the interview, Najee is is still a rookie. That's what he said. Najee's a rookie. He needs that game prep. He needs the feel of an NFL game, of getting in there and playing. But, dude, he's your first-round running back. Like, pump the brakes. Like, my my fear is that Ben Roethlisberger is not going to play much, and they're going to have Najee out there getting – if he gets anything north of five carries, I think it's a waste. I think that they're just risking him too much. Like, Sure, first series, give him like three or four carries in a row and see what happens. But after that, I'm taking him out. Putting him in bubble wrap. Like you said. <laughs> Put him in bubble wrap. Sit him on the shelf. Hide your running backs. Just just, just sit him on the bench. <laughs> Let him sit on the bench until game day. Until week yeah. one. Don't don't even he's not practicing. He's not no, no, I would not do any of that stuff. Why? I don't get it. All right. All right, Derek. Let's get into some champs choice before we get into these streamers. Yeah. So we got two players that we're going to talk about. 
that differ in our rankings between me and Justin. And two two top top tier receivers. Yeah. Not you know, not the top tier, but you know, within that top fifteen. Oh, they're right there, top man. ten. They're like second or third round yeah, picks. Man. So all right, so we've got DK Metcalf or Terry McLaurin. Scary Terry. All right, so the floor is yours, Justin. All right, man. So when when we started talking about this, I, we did have a little bit of a description uh, between you know our rankings of you know I'm a little bit higher on Terry McLaurin than you are. You're a little bit higher on DK Metcalf than I am. I've adjusted my rankings a little bit to bring DK Metcalf up because where I had him, I just it. It was it, blasphemy. It wasn't blasphemy, but it, he he's <laughs> got to be in that top eight range, you know. Yeah. Um. But scary Terry for me is the guy I would take due to the fact that you're taking about sixteen picks after DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf, you kind of have to plant your flag on in a sense. And I know he finishes the wide receiver seven last week or last year, and everything. And Terry McLaurin. You know, he was the wide receiver 11, you know, the first part of the season last year. Then he got hurt and he he was playing on like two high ankle sprains or something like that. You know, he finishes like the wide receiver 20, 21, something like that last year. But look at his, who his QBs were. He was getting guys like Alex Smith, who was just dumping it off to, uh, to J.D. McKissick. He had Dwayne Haskins. Uh, what's the other guy slipping my mind? Uh, Taylor Heineke, Kyle Allen, like he, he just had very, very bad quarterback play. Now, Ryan Fitzpatrick is not the greatest quarterback of all time, okay? But he is the funnest to watch, all right? And I believe that this offense is become is going to become a little bit better, and we've seen what. Ryan Fitzpatrick can do to a player when he's targeting his 1A and 1Bs, all right? Two years ago, Ryan Fitzpatrick made Devontae Parker the number seven wide receiver in all of fantasy football. He was the wide receiver seven. And this is Devontae Parker, who everybody is not even drafting this year. Like, their total fades this year is Devontae Parker. Like, I, you don't hear his name at all in the fantasy community right now. And he was literally two years ago the wide receiver seven. And that was Ryan Fitzpatrick's doing because he has a tendency to over-target his guys. He gets his targets. He gets his friends. And that, that's what he does. He's got a very good running back behind him. He's got a very good head coach that knows what they're doing. And I think that this offense is going to be a lot better than what we saw. We just saw this team with Taylor Heineke put up what they put up against Tampa in the playoffs. I want to talk about it. They, you, but you know they what I'm saying? Let, they like, got the W. We got, we got the w. You got the W, but they still put up <laughs> points. They still put yes, up like okay, 20-something yes. points. You know yep. what I'm saying? That's what we can see in this offense now with the Ryan Fitzpatrick-led team. I, I'm i not buying the whole, you know, oh, we're going to be strictly running, coming out of Seattle because the weapons that you have, the money that you just gave Tyler Lockett, you have a quarterback like Russell Wilson. You're going to still pass the ball. DK, DK Metcalf is elite. But with the roster construction that you can have and Terry McLaurin being the, the athlete that he is, I believe the higher upside pick is Terry McLaurin. And I think I would go Terry McLaurin, especially going in the third round instead of that second round. 
Okay. Obviously, I have DK Metcalf higher than Terry McLaurin. Okay, I have Metcalf currently at wide receiver 7 and half okay. PPR rankings. And I have Terry McLaurin at wide receiver 13. Now, I'm just looking at, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about what you, what you said about Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now, he's not the greatest, right? And that's yeah. that's that's an argument that I'm going to make, that he is not, he's not a franchise quarterback anymore. And he probably never was, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Yes, he's an upgrade over the previous past you know, quarterbacks that they had last season, which is kind of odd because Dwayne Haskins is actually lighting it up in Steelers camp right now. Nothing but good things I'm hearing from him, which is kind of weird. Everybody but, looks good in shorts. <laughs> well, this is actually padded practices now, too. Oh, okay. So so there's no question that Terry, Terry McLaurin is a talented receiver. Yes. No question in my mind. No question that he is a great player. My problem is, is that if Ryan Fitzpatrick is pulled or throws four picks in the first five minutes of a game or gets hurt because he's in his late 30s or, you know, there's just a lot of risk for me with the quarterback situation. Now, I'm not talking about McLaurin as a talent. I'm not talking about his his risk, like his ability as a wide receiver. I'm talking about the pass, the the, the guy throwing him the ball, right? I just feel like the Washington offense is, is built on a house of cards. If the quarterback is bad, that whole offense goes down. The whole offense. For me, I have DK Metcalf at seven, and he's he's considerably higher than McLaurin because of the fact that you know Metcalf's a a, a true alpha number one wide receiver, right? And I'm not I'm not saying that McLaurin's not, but but Metcalf's a bigger guy. He's a faster guy. He's yeah. He might not be the most like explosive as far as Terry McLaurin goes, but dude, DK Metcalf was last season number two amongst wide receivers in air yards, number six amongst wide receivers in air yard share, third in the NFL in deep targets. Okay. This guy's getting the ball down the field. He was eleventh in red zone targets. That's that's awesome. That's really good. The higher upside pick to me is DK Metcalf. Okay. He has the better quarterback. Russell Wilson is you can't even argue that he's that uh Fitzpatrick's better. Oh than no, him, I'm right? not arguing and quarterback I know, listen, play. I, get, I, for I, sure. I know you're not arguing that, but it's still a point in favor of DK Metcalf is that he has Russell Wilson, MVP caliber quarterback, a guy that can support a top five wide receiver. I don't know if Fitzpatrick can support a top five wide receiver at this point in his career. Now, the next point is the Seahawks bring in passing game coordinator from the Rams last season. Shane Waldron as a new offensive coordinator reports out of camp. They're running plays a lot faster, getting the ball out of Russell Wilson's hands faster. They're running shorter concepts. They're mixing it up. They're using tempo. They're doing, they're pretty much doing what the Rams are doing right now. Yeah. Why do we love Matthew Stafford this year? Because that offense is amazing, right? The Sean McVay offense is electric, right? And that's even why we have some sort of optimism for guys like Michael Carter at the Jets because they have a guy from the from the same sort of route, like coaching tree, right? So uh, Shanahan and McVay both coach together. They've coached under the same types of people. So it's all that same tree. Their offenses are so similar. They pull from each other. You're, we're excited about these offenses because they're efficient, they they keep defenses guessing. 
the Seahawks fired their offense coordinator last year because teams were figuring them out. DK Metcalf said it himself in an interview. At towards the end of the year, they really just decided to stop the run and watch for the deep shots. Like that's what he said in an interview. Is like teams figured us out. Now they're running a lot more motion in practice. They're running a lot more pre-snap uh, shifts. They're going up tempo. They're doing a lot. They're doing different things than they were doing last season. I think this offense can take a step forward as it's currently constructed, right? The other thing, they didn't have a number three receiver to occupy the middle of the field. So a lot of their route concepts last year were DK Metcalf running a slant, running a go route. Like now they're able to mix it up. They have weapons on all levels of the field. And I think that Russ is going to be able to use all those weapons. I think Metcalf is going to be the leader in that passing offense. And I think that the offense in general just score more. That's going to lead to more fantasy production. I just, McLaurin's a great player. I just don't see the upside of him being a top five guy. I can see Metcalf getting a top five. Okay. You would take Terry McLaurin. Would you take Terry McLaurin over DK Metcalf in drafts? No, because the way I can construct my roster, I can wait. I'm not really, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that was my biggest thing on Terry McLaurin. Like for me, I'm, I'm comfortable having Terry as my wide receiver one on my team. You know what I'm saying? But that, what that allows me to do in the second round is a, to me a better value than going after DK and then getting, you know, somebody, whoever in the so third. You're talking about instead now, of taking DK in the second, you're to take a running back or, 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 yeah, like a or, early round quarterback if you decided to, or, or, or a Kelsey or something like that. Yes. Where you have a better, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, because of the fact that there's 16 spots in ADP right now, different. Mm-hmm. Like I, to me, I like the upside of Terry McLaurin. And is he, is it just, you just like the upside of him because of his ADP? Is it because he's going in the third round, not the second round? Is this purely roster construction for you? No, I know. I, I like he, like I said, he's in my top eight with DK Metcalf. Like I, I actually really do like Terry McLaurin. And if he's able to take another, step forward like he he was on pace to do a lot of good things last year comes up that he was hurt whatever he had very bad quarterback play you know what i'm saying and and it was only two years removed that we have a guy like Devonte parker who doesn't get separation like terry mclaurin athleticism is way better than Devonte parker's ever was like separation oh, yeah. wise and stuff like that yep. like i just think that he has a very i can see the path to top five with terry mclaurin you know what I'm saying? So I, I I don't know. I don't know if I'm just being very bullish on him or whatever, but I just I I really do like Terry McLaurin this year. Uh I don't know. I'm not saying that you know at this point you could take DK and Terry. It, it, you could yeah. you could technically do that in the draft if you wanted to. You know, and I wouldn't I wouldn't hate my my team if it, if I started off like that either, you know. Yeah, that'd be nice. But I don't know. To me, I kind of I've never been crazy high on DK. I know the dude's a freak. I know he's a very good player. I don't know. To me, just, I, I kind of would rather maybe wait and take me a Terry McLaurin right now, a little beginning of the third round. Mm. Uh, but you know, that's, that's just kind of me. All right. So fair enough. Uh, so yeah, that was champ's choice. We're going to put a poll up. We're going to see who the public thinks yeah. they would take. I'm pretty confident that, that I'm going to win. 
Yeah, I, I think you are. I think a lot of <laughs> a lot of people like DK. I think a lot of people would, would, would agree that just Terry McLaurin just he's going in the third round. I just think that it's but a little bit closer than guess, ADP and people think. Yeah, to I guess me. I'll word the poll as: Would you rather have DK in the second or Terry in the third? Okay, I word it like that. Yeah. All right, so we are going to move into some streamers. <laughs> All right, so we're talking early season streaming candidates. We're going to give you guys a couple guys that we love, a couple guys that we hate, and we're going to stick to the three positions that typically you would stream, right? We're going to stick to quarterbacks, tight ends, and defense, okay? Um, This is the first time this podcast has ever talked about defense, and it might be the... No, I mean, (laughs) we'll talk about them during the season, but... The rest of this offseason, this is it. This is your DST and analysis yep. right here. Okay. So we're gonna start it off. And let me just hold on. Let me let me preface this by saying that this episode is super important for everyone. Everyone needs to listen to this episode. Okay, not I'm not that's not a homer pick because I'm part of this podcast. Everyone should listen to every episode, right? But this episode in particular, think about this season. As a whole, right? The NFL season this year is 18 weeks. We have zero idea of what the later part of the season is going to look like. We don't know if guys are going to be resting, if they're going to give high-profile players an extra week off, right? Think about it. Top 16 offenses, those those teams typically produce the higher-end fantasy players. Those teams are also in the playoff hunt. If they're looking to rest their guys... You know, if you're counting on those players to make the playoffs, you're going to be in trouble. My goal as a fantasy player this season is to start the year 4-0, 5-0, or some sort of combination of 4-1, 3-1. Like I'm trying to start the season the first four or five weeks with only one loss. Now, the way to do that is we're going to take a look at some early season schedule, look at strength of schedule, look at guys that have – uh, solid matchups that we want to draft and target, and then guys that have really bad matchups that I want to kind of steer away from because the beginning of the season is going to be so important for us as fantasy managers to win early. Win early so when you hit bye weeks, you're in a good spot. If you start the season 1-4 heading into bye weeks with, an un, with, with, with no idea how the end of the season is going to go, like if you're relying on guys late in the year and you need every win possible to make the playoffs you're gonna be it's gonna be tough it's be tough to get there so this episode is super important i just wanted to throw that out there before we get started yeah man for sure any thoughts on that justin no nah, dude i i think you said it perfectly uh you know getting getting that hot start is you never want to play catch up in a game or no. in, in a season you know i i, I don't did like catch up no. anyway oh well you missing out catch up on a burger it's delicious i don't know i don't know all right so we're gonna talk about guys that we love first let's talk some quarterbacks so we have i got the matchup calendar pulled up right now justin give me a guy let's go with outside the top 10 quarterbacks okay because you because we were talking before the show the top 10 guys you're pretty much playing them every single week yeah. Okay. So looking at ECR right now on Fantasy Pros, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, 
Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, Ryan Tannehill, and Tom Brady. Those 10 guys, there's no way you're sitting any of them week to week. doesn't matter oh, what the yeah. matchup is, right? So then we start looking at after the 10th overall quarterback in ECR, right? Expert, expert consensus rankings. Jalen Hurts, Stafford. Uh, Joe Burrow, Matt Ryan, Trevor Lawrence, Kirk Cousins, all streamers, right? So let's let's go through it. Justin, give me one guy that you are looking at that's a, that has a great schedule early on that you are targeting. Uh, yeah, man. So you know, clarify a little bit when we're talking about early season. What do you what are you looking at? That one through four, right? Yeah. So I'm looking range. at weeks one through four. And like Maybe I said, five. I'm, I want to go. Yeah, yeah, first four or five weeks because all after right. that, that's when bye weeks start kicking in. So. That's, I know it's a little tough to kind of maybe plant your flag on, you know, maybe a rookie. Um, so I was kind of looking between two of them. You know, I, I'm actually going to go with, especially the first three weeks for this guy. Uh, he's sitting at ECR right now, uh, QB 16. I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins, man. Kirk Cousins Ooh, is... Captain Kirk. Yeah, man, he, he's got Cincinnati, nice. Arizona, nice. Seattle, nice. and then Cleveland. Nice. Cleveland's a little different, <laughs> but listen to but week, then week five. But then week five, you played Detroit. Nice. So you might not be streaming on week four. That might be a little bit uh, tougher of a matchup, but he has a very good sh- start to the season. And then after that, he's playing Carolina. So right up until the bye week, you have Cincy, Arizona, Seattle, Cleveland, Detroit, Carolina. That's nice. That's a very nice start to the schedule that could if you're if you're waiting on that QB and you're going heavy, maybe you took you a, a Waller or a Kittle and you're like I'm going to wait on a QB and get somebody late. I'm going to stream somebody for the first little bit and see what happens. Kirk Cousins, you can't go wrong with that, man. That's a that's a very very nice uh start to the season. All those defenses, you can see, you know, you can see a lot of fantasy points in in those games. Yeah. And to me, that's especially a, that's Arizona, a, Seattle, Cleveland. Those yeah, can be shootouts for sure, man. Uh, and I just, I just think that that's gonna be, I think that's gonna help you out a lot in that QB slot, especially if you're streaming. You went late round. I'm gonna go with Kirk Cousins. Man. I really, really, really like that. Uh, that start of that season. I dig it. I dig it. All right, so I'm gonna go with Kyler Murray. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go with uh, Jalen Hurts. Okay. I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts. He starts the season off at Atlanta. Then he's got San Francisco, which is is kind of tough, but he's at home for that game. At Dallas, who you know, Dallas arguably didn't do a whole lot to fix that defense. Kansas City could be a shootout. And at Carolina. You know, that's first five weeks. You know, Carolina's defense is, they're sneaky. Okay, they're, 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 they're good. I wouldn't say that they're an elite defense. Some you should somebody you should avoid, but I mean they're still a young team. So I mean Jalen Hurts as a running quarterback is going to offer a lot for fantasy, and I believe that his schedule is soft enough. It's soft enough to have success early on, and I think that a fresh Jalen Hurts being able to run the ball effectively could be could be great for fantasy. And you're going to get him. He's sitting at ECR. QB 11, which is great. I mean, you can get him in the eighth, ninth round. I haven't seen him drop farther than that, but. Yeah, a lot of guys are high. Uh, the whole community is kind of high on him right now. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm not really, I'm not like calling for a massive breakout, but if you're looking for a streaming guy, he's 
he's definitely a guy outside of, and I, I wholeheartedly agree with Kirk Cousins. That's a great pick. I wanted to go Trevor Lawrence here, but, you know, he's got, I mean, this first five weeks, he's got Denver, Arizona, and Miami in there. Now, he does play Houston week one, which is fantastic. And I might have Trevor Lawrence as a week one streamer. What a tune-up game. Yeah. What a tune-up game. Absolutely. Let's go, Rook. Get your you some first, <laughs> Yeah, you're going up against a team that's actually trying to do the same thing your team did yeah, exactly. last season. So You're going up against a team where you probably played better competition. Right, but he does Clemson, play Den- like- they do play Denver week two, Arizona week three. Tennessee is a tough opponent because, I mean, they just they run the ball, play keep away. So, I mean, we'll that's why I'm not picking Trevor Lawrence. He's got like a, he's got, I just, I just like Jalen Hurts' schedule early on a little bit more. I think that there's more opportunities for fantasy points in those first five weeks than Trevor Lawrence. Justin, give me a guy that you are, that you don't like at the quarterback position in oh, this the, range. That I don't like? Okay. Uh, man. I'm going to start off this one. I'm going to say Matthew Stafford, QB 12, ECR. He's a guy that I don't. I just don't like his the early part of his schedule. Chicago's defense. I mean, it's all right. It's not like it's not a, a world beating defense, but they still got Khalil Mack. They still got some good pieces there. Then he gets Indy, who's another tough defense versus the Bucks. I'm not even going to talk anymore about the Bucks because people are just going to stop believing, listening to the things I say about them. That's an elite defense. I don't care what anybody says. He gets. Arizona and Seattle. I mean, those defenses are slightly improved. Those are on on the screen I'm looking at. They, those are rated as easier matchups. But I mean, I'm just I don't know, man. Chicago, Indy, Tampa, first three weeks. Like, how are you? Are you confident starting him in starting him against Indy or Tampa? Like, I don't. I just don't uh, think anybody is going to be jumping at the bit to start him there. Yeah. So it is, is a tough three games, man. Plus he's 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 got a new thumb injury. He hit his thumb off of a teammate's yeah, helmet in practice man. today. Same thumb he had an injury with last year. It's the same one he had surgery on. Yeah. So uh, yeah, man. That 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 is a tough three three games to start the season. Gets a little lighter after that. So yeah, man. I mean, it could be a quarterback that maybe listen, somebody I love, drafts. I love Stafford year year long. Oh, right? for I sure. I love him for the long haul. Tough to start in those three, man. But those those first three weeks, man, those are those are some for tough sure. games, man. And and the guy that I'm fading that I dude just looking at his schedule, the first six weeks are rough for me, and that's Derek Carr, dude. Derek Carr starts the season. Oh gosh, home against <laughs> Baltimore, goes to Pitt, plays Miami. Plays the Chargers, Chicago, and then Denver. Yeah. That's a very, very rough season or start of the season. That's a tough stretch. That, dude, like, that is tough defense after tough Baltimore defense. Baltimore pit after- Miami first three weeks. Yeah. And then, I mean, the Chargers are projected to have a, a tougher defense. Chicago already is known for the defense. And then Denver arguably has one, on paper, has one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah. You know, and... That is a very, very. And they tough did reshuffle defense. their offensive line as well. That's another thing too to yeah. think about. Oh, they, Baltimore, they didn't reshuffle. They just got rid. Yeah, <laughs> rid of all of them. Baltimore elite pass rush. Pittsburgh elite pass rush. Miami, just, just above a, average pass above, rush. Above average defense. They, yeah, yeah, I would say that. Yeah, uh, the Chargers. Joey, Bo- they, they got a decent pass rush as well. Chicago's got Khalil Mack. Like they have, and then Denver's got you know uh, Chubb and. And uh, Von Miller. Yeah. I mean, that's 
and then that secondary is not no joke either, yeah, man. Exactly. So no, I agree with this pick. That is that is rough. That's very rough. I agree with it wholeheartedly. Okay, tight ends that we love. Tight end picks, tight end streamer. Yeah, I'm gonna give one more guy that I kind of like as a streamer, man. Right? Who? Uh, as a quarterback, I just I just wanted to kind of get it out there. Um, you kind of so this is a guy that you know he's he's a little bit down there, and we don't know we don't know how it's gonna go. All right, but you're gonna find out really quick, and you're gonna find out week one if you can end up streaming him. Maybe weeks three through five for me. All right. And that's going to be Sam Darnold. All right. Sam Darnold comes out the gate. He plays the Jets, his former team, week one. So you're going to find out out the gate. They're going to try to use him. He plays New Orleans. I'm a little scared. Then you get Houston, Dallas, Philly. All right. That's that three game stretch right there is, is pretty nice. And if he is. You know, if he's the guy who the Jets thought he was going to be before Adam Gase messed him up, I think that he could provide you some type of streaming, maybe even in a two QB league. Like if he's your second two QB, whatever, like you're not very strong at the position or somebody has a bad matchup or something like that, like like Matthew Stafford, you would rather play Matthew Stafford against Tampa or Sam Darnold against Houston. You know what I'm saying? Like that that's tough to me. Yeah. That that, that's tough. a tough matchup. Like Tampa is a very tough team. So you know, what what would you rather do? Are you might sit Stafford or you know maybe not in a Q, one QB league, but maybe in a two QB league or Superflex or something like that. You I feel like there's a little bit of upside to that pick. So I just kind of wanted to bring out a deeper guy down there that has a little bit of a lighter schedule to start the season. So that that was just a guy I want to highlight. All right, tight ends, tight end that you love. I'm gonna start it off. You gave us that last lo- uh, breakdown of uh, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. All right, so my tight end that I love in the early parts of the week or early parts of the season, I'm gonna go with Patriots starting tight end Johnu Smith. Now. We just talked about how Tampa's a great defense. We just talked about how Miami's a good defense. However, versus the tight end position as far as fantasy points given up last season by that defense, Jonathan Smith has a really nice schedule. He's got Miami, the Jets, New Orleans, who gutted their team. May not be the same defense, may not have the same firepower on defense that they have in the years past. They do get Tampa, but then they get Houston, Dallas, the Jets, the Chargers, the Panthers. Like, it's a pretty nice stretch to open the year. And Johnny Smith or uh, Cam Newton is not a guy who's going to throw the ball deep and on the outside consistently. I think he's going to target his tight ends a lot, especially over the middle. And they're going to be, John is going to be involved. In the early part of the season last year, he was dominating. He was the tight end one through the first three or four weeks. So I know it's a small sample size, but as we were talking about, we're looking at the first three or four weeks. John, who dominated last year in that part of the season, he's got a, in an offense with not a lot of elite receivers around him. He's pretty much the guy. I love me some John Smith in the early round, and you can get him super late. I mean, I picked him as my in the 13th, 14th round in a mock the other day. Nice. So he's free. Yeah. Absolutely free. Yeah, definitely free. So give me a guy that you like, Justin. All right, man. I, I have a couple, so I'm going to – I kind of want to do two guys here. Uh, I'm not going to do them back-to-back, though. 
if you have another guy, I'll let you go. But my first guy, we're getting a little bit of buzz from him right now uh, at a training camp. I know it's just starting. I kind of want to see how he's utilized in the preseason a little bit. Uh, but it, it's Irv Smith, man. Irv um, Smith, they play Cincy, Arizona, Seattle, Cleveland. Uh, Arizona, Seattle, I think those two games it might be a little you know, higher scoring. Uh, if anything, I just talked about Kirk Cousins. You know, you have the departure of uh, Kyle Rudolph. I know Kyle Rudolph didn't soak up all these targets, whatever, but you saw Irv Smith take a little bit of a step forward. He took, you know, just baby steps. But if he takes another big step forward this year and becomes that third option, I, if you're looking at technically the fourth option behind Dalvin Cook, you know, I would say it's Jefferson, Thielen, and Cook. You can put those in whatever order you want as the, you know, the reads. But especially in the red zone, you know, that's where a lot of these training camp things are coming. He's shining in the red zone, all that stuff. So as a streamer, a guy that's a little later as well, you can't really beat that. Um, And just play the right matchup, man, especially that Arizona matchup in week two. Maybe not the Cincy one because I think they would – that's kind of like that – to me, I feel like that's a little bit of a blowout. Like they, they might not have to utilize him, but you gotta have to pick and choose your your battles with Irv Smith and and definitely play him in 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 the right matchup. All right, I don't have another guy. If you want to oh. go again, go ahead. Yeah, man. Uh, all right, so my second guy is actually gonna go ahead and be uh, Jared Cook. All right, he's a deep deep play right now. Tight end 20. You talk about a free space. This is a free space. A guy that you can maybe stream somewhat all year long. But to start the season, you got Washington, Dallas, Kansas City, Las Vegas, Cleveland. All right. So that Dallas, Kansas City, Las Vegas stretch is really nice, man. You, you've got a guy in Hunter Henry who just finishes a tight end 13 overall last year. You know, he was viable in... In some games, you know, he, you were able to play him. And Jared Cook, being the veteran that he is, I believe can help a young rising star in Justin Herbert in the way that he can take another step forward, even with how he was shining last year. You know, you have a, a Mike Williams who were projecting big things from uh, a or Keenan Allen, but let's not act like both these guys are, you know, have been healthy all year long and 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 stuff they've been missing games you know so i think that the jared cook being there i think you can stream him i think he's a little bit deeper deeper of a play um i I don't know if something were to happen to your first tight end or if you're just taking a shot on a guy and you're truly truly playing that streaming game with tight ends this year i don't think you can go wrong with taking a free shot on on jared cook man i like it i don't like jared cook but i like I like the uh, thought process there. It's yeah. a free play. Why not? It's got a good solid schedule to open the season. All right, so we're going to go into tight ends that we hate. I am going to go with – I'm going to go first. Might be a little shot to you, Justin, but I'm going to take – I'm going to say Mike Gesicki from the Miami Dolphins. Early season schedule, this is what it looks like. Starts the season at New England. Ouch. Plays Buffalo week two. Vegas is a – it's an okay matchup in week three, but then it gets Indy and Tampa first five weeks. I mean, four out of those five teams were pretty solid last year. Okay. I'm just not in on it. I'm not in on it. You're if you're gonna you know take a flyer on Gasicki, especially in the later rounds. I mean, yeah, that's 
I mean, he's free. I mean, he's not going to hurt you, but I'm not stream- streaming him week one. I'm not streaming him week three. Sorry, week one, two, maybe week three I'll start him. Week four and five, he's sitting the bench. And like you know, I was talking about trying to get off to a hot start. He's not going to be my tight end one. That's for damn sure. Yeah. He's not going to be the guy I'm relying on. You know, I'd rather take, like I said before, I'd rather take Janu over him, and I can get Janu a couple picks later. You just brought up Irv Smith. I'd rather take Irv Smith, and he's going behind Gasicki in ECR. Gronkowski's a guy that has a solid schedule. That you know, he's a favorite target of Tom Brady. Like, there's a lot of guys going right behind him that have better starts to the schedule, and you know, honestly, are in better offenses or at least in offenses that have better quarterbacks. And we don't know a whole lot about Tua yet, but, you know, if you take Gasicki, you're kind of betting on Tua breaking out because he's got weapons all around him. You're not really hearing a whole lot about Gasicki right now. So it's kind of concerning for me. So uh, just give me a guy that you hate. Yeah. um, To go on that. Gesicki, I do, I do like that. I, I was fading Gesicki, uh with all the playmakers that they have brought in there and trying to, you know, establish what this offense is going to look like. I think Gesicki was a necessity last year more than it was, you know, him, you know, being a solid tight end option in fantasy. There just wasn't anybody to throw to, man. Like it, so I, I, I do like that. I am fading a little bit on Gesicki. Uh, for me, man, I don't like. I, I don't. Know, I I'm me being high on Terry McLaurin, like I talked about earlier, is making me down on Logan Thomas this year. Uh, I really don't like the, and it's not even mainly the the schedule more than it's just the player. Like I just don't really want to take my shot on a guy who. Broke out last year. Yes, he was a tight end, what, three overall last year or something like that. Uh, I, he broke out. It just, I think all the stars aligned for the for the season. You know, he had poor, poor quarterback play that they couldn't throw past a certain, a certain marker, you know. And with bringing Curtis Samuel in, you have Terry McLaurin. You're, they're talking about getting Antonio Gibson involved more in the passing game. I don't think J.D. McKissick's going away. I think he's going to take a, a massive hit to how he was utilized last year. But he, I don't think he's going to just go away. I don't think that Logan Thomas is going to be that dude. And I, I just don't want to take my shot on the streaming, especially with that defense built the way it is and how we're projecting these other options to be in this offense. Okay, so we're going to talk about DSTs now. We're going to move into some defense and special teams units. Got uh, teams that we love for early parts of the season. My DST, the, the team that I will most likely be leaving drafts with is the Denver Broncos. Currently the 15th ranked defense in ECR. I mean, wh- what happens when you draft, when, when you go into a draft, your home league? And what happens, Justin, what happens when, when, when people start taking defenses, right? They start to just go top of the list. Who is the top-ranked defense? Let me just take them. Right? Yep. The Rams will probably not go. They're probably going to not make it past the 13th round. Like Somebody's going to reach up and grab the Rams. They're going to look at the Steelers. They're going to look at the Ravens. And then you got the football team. 
Tampa Bay Buccaneers should be number one, but hey, whatever. <laughs> so you got those top five defenses, right? And, and, t- and fantasy managers are going to just grab that top defense. You, the listeners of this podcast, the true champions of your leagues, because you're listening to us right now, you're going to wait and you're going to take the Denver Broncos with your very last pick because the Denver Broncos actually have the number one strength of schedule for the first four weeks, okay? Look at their first four weeks. They play at the Giants, Daniel Jones, Fumble Machine. Then they get the Jacksonville Jaguars with rookie quarterback in his second start. Then they get the Jets, rookie quarterback, in his third start. They do play Baltimore in week four. That's a tough matchup. I wouldn't play him there. But then they get a statue, Ben Roethlisberger, and they play the uh, the Raiders. That's a pretty solid open to the season. The first six weeks... That's five usable weeks out of this defense. And, you know, you can drop them after that because they do get Cleveland. Uh, they do get Dallas down the road. Uh, so, I mean, they, they've got some tougher matchups later in the year. And their division's pretty tough. You know, they got to play Kansas City. So, this is before they get to play Kansas City. The Giants, Jags, Jets, first three weeks. Those are smash plays, those first three weeks. So, for me, how I rank DSTs is all about strength of schedule because DST is the one position in fantasy football where it is purely who are they playing against, right? Yep. Has nothing to do with talent, right? Has nothing to do with I mean it does have something to do with talent, but it has nothing it's not like a receiver or a running back. I mean, you're not gonna start the Rams every week no matter what. I mean, are you playing the Rams against the Chiefs? No. Or no, no, you're not doing, and that, probably okay? not against Tampa either. Yeah, exactly. You're not you're not playing you know the Steelers against Baltimore. You know you're not playing these defenses against these really high powered offenses. So what I'm doing is I'm targeting bad teams, bad football teams: Giants, Jaguars, Jets, Texans. The list goes on and on. The Lions, the Bengals, the Raiders are down there. Like I'm targeting. Teams that play those guys in the early parts of the week. Yep. Give me a guy. Give me a defense you love. All right, man. So I'm just kind of looking into the first two weeks right here uh, for this team. Uh, I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers uh, right now, currently ranked the sixth defense uh, in ECR. They start the season with Detroit and Philly. And if you're looking to, you know, get a hot start and, and maybe some, you know, some good defensive scoring. I don't think you can go wrong with Detroit and Philly as your opponents with that San Francisco 49ers defense, how it should uh, be and how, you know, how people view that defense. So, uh, I mean, for me, I I like the start of the schedule. I know they play, but they got a little tougher afterwards. They go Green Bay, Seattle, Arizona. So maybe I'm looking to switch after that. But to start the season, the first two weeks going Detroit, Philly, I'll take that all day. I'm, I would go after the 49ers. I don't think you're paying a heavy price for it. No, you, not at all. Know. Not at all. So, all right. We're going to go with a defense that you hate. Okay. Defense that I hate. All right. This is going to be really awkward for me. Very awkward. Okay. And I'm going to speak kind of low because I don't really want this to be on record. But I'm kind of fading the Bucks defense. Oh, okay. Now, 
this really hurts me. So I'm speaking with from a, lot, a place of pain. Okay, <laughs> my beloved Buccaneers have the 32nd ranked strength of schedule for the early parts of the season. Look at their schedule first. Let's say let's give it six weeks, right? Play Dallas, high scoring offense. Dak Prescott, Atlanta. That's always a high scoring offense. I don't care if their team is good or not. The Rams, Matthew Stafford. This is at the Rams, at New England versus Miami. Now Miami's got a good defense, but you know Tua, if he takes off like a lot of people think he's going to, Jalen Waddle turns into a problem. That could be tough for my Buccaneers. You, Philadelphia. Russian quarterback, that could give us some some issues there. So, yeah, and then you have to draft Tampa as a top-five defense. And I'm not willing to reach for a defense at all. They're my last pick, right? So, easily fading all top-five defenses, but I'm fading the Bucks in particular. They have a tough start to the season defensively. Yeah. Now, I think Tampa wins all those games. <laughs> Let's not get it twisted. But – uh yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna stay away from their defense now. I'll pick them up later and play them against cupcake teams yeah. down the road. Yeah, um, a team that you know I might pick up a little bit later as well uh, down the road, but I do not want them to start the season is going to be the Indianapolis Colts. Man, they have a a pretty tough schedule. Uh, some high powered offenses here. They got Seattle, the Rams, Tennessee, Miami, and Baltimore to start the season. Uh, easily, just like you said, if Miami takes that step forward, that could be top five or, you know, five teams with, with good above average offenses. You know, it, it just depends on how Miami looks this season, but you already got Seattle, the Rams, Tennessee, Baltimore, all got electric offenses. Um, and, but you know, after that, they still got to play Houston twice, you know, so that defense it was it was decent last year. It wasn't the best. It wasn't the worst. But you know they they were able to decent fantasy output last year. And with the fact that they got to play Houston twice and Jacksonville twice, I think that uh, you can pick them out later down the road. But to start the season, man, I don't think I want any part of them. All right, I agree. That's a that's a tough that's a tough schedule. Um, all right, so that's that's it for streamers tonight, man. That's it for streamers. The one thing I want to throw in here, I'm going to throw one thing in here. Don't worry so much about playoff schedules, okay? You got to make the playoffs to worry you about have, playoffs. Exactly. Schedule. You have to make the playoffs. Now, we talked about before. We want to get a good start to the season because there's so many unknowns with this extended NFL regular season. We don't know what that's going to look like. So get wins early. Focus on winning, fat, like starting the season on fire. That's what you need to do. You need to take players that are going to start the season on fire. You can't draft a team full of rookies and expect to start the season 4-0, 5-0. Yep. Like you need to balance your team. You need to start the season on, on fire. I'm going to throw one thing in here. And this might help sway some draft decisions. The San Francisco 49ers have, this is their playoff schedule. Are you ready? Week 15. They play the Atlanta Falcons. Week 16, Tennessee Titans. Week 17, Houston Texans. Oof. Mike Drop, Trey Lance, <laughs> Trey Sermon, league winners, George Kittle, draft them all. Brandon Ayuk, <laughs> just grab them all. 
I know I just said don't worry about playoff matchups, but you play the Houston Texans in championship week, and it is a high-powered offense who at that time could be starting a cheat code at quarterback with an elite tight end with two dominant wide receivers and a running back who could take over that starting job by that time by the San Francisco 49ers. All right, that's going to do it for us tonight, folks. Remember to follow the show and us, Hardworking Dads, on Twitter and Facebook, at Pixie underscore Jay Gonzo and at Pixie underscore D-Rock. Justin, that's it, man. That's it for streamers. Take it home, man. All right, guys, we appreciate you all for tuning in again. We uh, will be back next week. with Maybe. The- maybe. Justin's got a baby on the way. We do, but I plan on being here. You know, we'll see. If uh, my kids got other plans, we got other plans. You rock it solo. I know I you it. do good. All right, guys, y'all have a great one. We'll see y'all next time. See you. See you.